Welcome to Getting Curious. I'm Jonathan Van Ness. And once in a while, I sit down for a gorgeous conversation in front of a brilliant audience, and I cannot wait to do that again. For our last summer episode, we are giving you Getting Curious Live, just like last week, a mashup of our favorite tapings from festivals, tour stops, and even a cruise. This week, we're sharing recordings from Kesha's weird and wonderful Rainbow Ride Cruise, which, by the way, was so much freaking fun, you don't even know. And the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Montreal, and backstage at my Road to Beijing tour in Brisbane. How's everyone doing? Oh my God. Like, having a microphone up on this stage is like a whole different experience, honey. She's like outside. We're really on that ship. There's like levels. We have dimension. Wow. So, thank you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like this big by the end of this, but I love that. Sorry. Um, wait, is this like a lot of yours first cruise or no? Mine too. You're like, honey, no, I've been on 10. Like, I've done this a million times. Oh my God, oh, yes, yes, yes. It's very been much amazing. If you had the most amazing time, make some gorgeous noise. Oh. Yes. Wow, that gave me some gay chills and I'm really excited about that. So, it really is windy. So, um, I'm very excited because we have three of the most amazing, iconic queens of all time tonight. And, uh, yeah, and really, we're just going to do, like, three little mini Baby Getting Curious episodes all back to back. It's going to be rapid fire. It's going to be very queer. It's going to be very fun. And I just can't wait to get started, really. So, ah, yes. Multiple Getting Curious shirts tonight. You guys are giving me life. Can I just say, I've always been one of those people that's in, like, I'm not going to define myself, like, by my looks. And so, like, in theory, I should be able to, like, cut my mustache off and not care. But these shirts are so cute that I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to get rid of the mustache because I feel like it'll mess up that shirt. You know what I mean? Which actually, now that I think about it, gives me mad respect for, like, say, Ashley Simpson because she was always changing her hair with reckless abandon and did not give a fuck. She was like, do you remember that episode when her mom was like, Ashley, you just got a bleach and tone and your, all your album artwork is black hair and you have the bleach and tone. Do you remember that episode? It was really fierce. Uh, ADD is kicking. I am here. <laughs> it is working. Wait, what's the order again? Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, it really is. Uh, I, we changed the order so many times because of schedules. I was like, I have no clue how I even got outside. So our first queen, very much iconic. She has been giving me so much hyphy, gorgeous hair this weekend. I've not even been ready or this week because it's not a weekend. But put your hands together. Make some noise for Detox! So when you were a babykins, were you like, oh my God, like Orlando's really cute, but like I'd rather not be here? Or did you love it there? Like, what did you think? I mean, I didn't know. Well, well here's the thing. My dad was at the State Department in Lockheed Martin, so we moved around a lot. Oh. So we like, basically every two years we moved around as a family. And my sister, who is somewhere around who we here. we love. Who we love. She's my icon. She's like... I think she's in a business meeting, actually. Where is she? Where is she? Is that? Oh, she's like, over here. 
sister. Uh, my sister is my icon. She's a little bit older than I am. I'm not, <laughs> but she's always been my biggest influence, and she's uh, she's the reason I love Madonna. I grew up listening to Madonna and Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson and Paula Abdul. We would like. She taught me how to Vogue. She taught me how to swim. She taught me how to synchronize swim. We did all kinds of things. Wow, love a synchronized swimming reference. Right. My brother was like, I just want to beat you up because you seem different. And my sister was like, I just want to put makeup on you and make you a fag. And <laughs> here I am. Thank God for sisters, right? Thank I God love that, right? We love a sis. Ah, well, like sister. <laughs> that abbreviation didn't work. You know what I mean? I wanted it to work. I love a cyst. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm like uh, no, and, and, and if, even if it's like a cyst or like a CIS, it's like either way, I'm like, oh. It's like... <laughs> Um, okay, so that's really cute. So then you're minding your own business. Where were you? I don't think I've ever minded my own business, first Well, I just think, like, okay, I'll replace that with, like, you're walking along. <laughs> sure. You're prancing. walking along. We'll, we'll call it prancing you're along. You're prancing. She's frolicking. Along. Uh-huh. And then you're like, do you remember where you were when you saw this RuPaul's Drag Race for the first time? I, well, I, my sister. <laughs> My sister convinced me. I had I was uh, still living in Florida. I had a boyfriend at the time. We broke up. My sister was like, "What are you gonna do with your life?" And you're like, she "Everything." She was living in Los Angeles. She was like, "What are you gonna do with your life?" I'm going to law school. I have a young daughter. Come live with me. Be like the live-in nanny. Get a stylist job. You have really great fashion taste. You'll make it in the industry. Don't do drag. What are you gonna be? Ah! A thirty-year-old drag queen. Who's ever heard of a thirty-year-old? drag queen all of us have and I, was, I was like you're right you're right okay I'll come um, so I moved in with her I was a, a live-in nanny with her for like three months <laughs> and then she moved <laughs> and I became a drag queen in LA um, and she was like, you're not going to amount to anything. No. <laughs> and look at me. Now she represents me. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I love a sister It's amazing. A sister That worked. A sister works. So um, when Drag Race first started, it was 2008. It was supposed to be like a, a really, it was almost like real world. What they were, like the initial pitch of Drag Race was like, you were going to bring some, like a, a, a partner in crime, like some kind of assistant with you. And she was going to be my assistant. And they were like, nope, never mind. And it was between Tammy Brown and I to get cast. Oh. Tammy clearly got cast, which thank God she did because we would never have had... Teleport me to Mars! <laughs> we would have never had that. And also, I mean, the earlier seasons of Drag Race were kind of Wait, bullshit. so just let me get this straight really quick for a second. Shade, but okay, and I, I get it. Was but it wait. shade or is it just honesty? <laughs> wait, but so not to invoke like another iconic reality uh, show, but America's Next Top Model. Are you telling me that you were essentially, you had like a Jasmine story? I, Where you sure. Remember Jasmine, honey? Like, sure. remember, did not make it in season seven, honey, but then that bitch came back and she said, excuse me, I'm renewing my CoverGirl contract after I won season eight. Bye. She was so fierce. Well, I, I never won anything, so I, I don't know if I, I, don't well, know if I followed you won the same it, you won it life. I you did win it life. life. Look at you where I am. Life. Are you kidding? Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, you won it life. Because I think that's the other thing that I've really realized from 
oh my God, I'm scared. I'm on a boat in the middle of a really large community and I'm about to say something. Say it. Um, I think what I've learned from drag race and gymnastics and figure skating is that just because you didn't go home with the gold medal sometimes does not make you any less of a champion, honey. Because, because, honey, sometimes that judging, honey, that Ukrainian judge or that Ethiopian judge or you could have a South African judge or you could have an American judge who just is maybe, like, not really feeling it for whatever reason. It's subjective. You know, that's what judging is. And you never know. You just never know. You know? It's judging. That's what it is. I hate to tell you, but that's that's what it is. So I'm just and saying, I've been judging a lot on this boat. We, I actually... In all fairness, I have been too, but it's all turned out so overwhelmingly positive. Like, I just, like, every time I'm like, it's just, everything is just registers from, like, I love and I love more. It's, like, all positive. I love that story. You guys are killing it. Really killing it. Give it up for Thorgy, because she's... Yes! This bitch is the first bitch to ever give me a gig in New York City. Aww. I gotta tell you that. I made her do it, but she did it. I and feel like this is like since. a director's cut of Drag Race in front of us. Like all these like cute little stories. Love you, Detox. Love you. Uh, uh. Can I tell that story? Yes. So D came to, I, I used to work, I, actually I was just talking about backstage, because uh, I love working nightclubs, that was my whole life. Mm. My whole life was like, do drag, I start my day at 3 a.m. You know what oh. I mean? That's what it was. You're like a And I worked cat. at Splash Bar, which is now closed, for like six years. Word. Some lovers of Splash Bar. Yeah, I, I guess so. Detox comes out, and I said, I, I didn't know Detox at the time, and I said, who are you? You're cute. And she goes, I'm Detox. I'm from L.A. You must know who I am. No, but, but, but who cares? And I said, I, I really don't, because I just don't pay attention because I'm too selfish with my time. And, um, and I said, do you want to do my show tomorrow? I pay $40 for a guest spot. And she goes, you are the first queen to offer me a job here uh, in New York. And I just expect when I got here, all my friends and everyone's missing here. And she goes, I want to thank you for that because uh, let's become best friends. And she did the show. We were friends uh, from there forward. But she killed it the next night. And everyone at the show the next night was like, how the fuck did you get Detox to do this show? And she killed it. Uh, and then everyone was like, Detox. Is, I just, I love Detox so much. Give it up for Detox. Uh, she really, give it up for Detox. She really is just uh, incredible. Well, I think you're soup's incredible. <laughs> Case in point. Well, one thing about you, and I was telling you this last night, that's always kind of made me very much stand for you from the very beginning was your sense of proportion and how you use it in the way that you fucking give yourself to the world. The proportion of this hair tonight literally gives me chills. I know, the wind, I'm like, It's wow. not the wind, honey. It's giving me these chills, bitch. It's this <laughs> hair, bitch. Wow. Like, all the time. Like, who are your, like, inspos? Like, who are, like, when you were, like, a baby, you were like, oh my god, like, I really like that, like, width of hair. Was it Dynasty? Like, who was it? Like, who were you obsessed with? It was, like, dinosaurs and, like, oil paintings. Oil paintings? Really? And, like, sounds. I'm like, I want to dress, like, the key of D-flat. Ah! That's very Lord. Yeah, I'm, ve- I'm, like, really weird the way I think. I'm a very, I'm a visual. See my hair? It's like, this is great. 
I'm a visual learner, so when people like tell me like things, I'm like, can you show me? And they don't get it, and I'm like, and then when I finally show them, I'm like, it looks like this. They're like, oh, that's so much easier. I'm a very visual learner. Oh, I love that. It's, there's it's, auditory. it's just the way my brain works. Yeah. There's the auditory, there's the visual, and then there's like the doing it yeah. kind. Yeah, yeah. So you're like very much visual. Yeah, there's also like synesthesia, which is like if you hear a pitch, you see a color. That's literally Lord. Lord has that. Do you, do you know Lord? You know Lord. Um, perfectly. Of course. Her like her, because in melodrama, she was like, this for me is more blues and it's purples. See? I mean, honest to God, I was like. And people don't get it, but it really is like. <laughs> Like when someone says something like that creative to me, honest to God, like my ankles are up over my shoulders before I know it. I'm just like, just take me, Lord. Like, fuck. Oh my, right? Like so creative. Oh, oh my God. Um, what People happened? are all around really, us. I love yeah, it. Hello. Wow. Oh, everyone's everywhere. Hello. Also, look at the sun setting. This is so, we're in the middle of fucking ocean. This is so cool. Uh, actually, I do so really, cool. that makes me feel like we all need to like close our eyes and just take like a gratitude moment. Am I right? Let's just like close our eyes. Put both of your feet on the ground. And let's just all take a deep breath in the nose. And then open up your mouth and let it go. Ha. Ah. Ooh. Love. One more like that, guys. Big inhale in the nose. Mm. Ah. Wow, right? Just feels good. So put your hands together for our uh, final guest tonight. I'm very excited, cannot wait, to introduce to the stage Bob the Drag Queen! I made it. You made it? Oh my God. All the way across. Oh, wait, can I get you a beer? I want to get you the beer. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I was a waiter for a long time, so that felt natural Were to you? me. Yeah. Where? I was a, oh, where? I was a waiter at Ruby Tuesday at Columbus. Bitch! Yeah, I worked at the Columbus Square Mall in Columbus, Georgia Bitch! at Ruby Tuesday. Can I tell you that I worked at the Applebee's at the E Block Bitch, in I Minneapolis? Bitch, I Applebee's too. Ah. Bitch. Wow. I worked at Applebee's. I worked at a place called the Jekyll and Hyde Club in New York City. Ah. I waited tables everywhere. I've, I've served, I've served uh, fried shrimp to the best of them. Wait, but were you good at it? I was a great waiter. Uh, I mean, a really, really... Because you know what? For, are there any waiters here? Waiters, bartenders, whatever? You know what helped me? Because the scariest thing for a waiter is when you realize you didn't put in someone's food order. It, is, it will send chills. You're like, oh my God, it's been 30 minutes and I didn't put down this kid's chicken tenders. Shit's about to go down. <laughs> But then I realized one day, oh my God, no one here is starving. That is true. Like, no one is like, I have to eat or I'll die Ruby Tuesday. It's not a Ruby Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. I worked there for three weeks at that Applebee's and never got out of a training section. Um, because, like, every time I would go to put in the order, I would just, like, go up to the computer and be like, oh my God, I don't fucking know. Like, I'm in hair school. I don't remember, like, anything about this at all. And then I would ask for someone's help. And then inevitably, they would have ordered, like, chicken fingers and a Diet Pepsi. I bring them a Sprite and chicken fajitas. And they're like, and I'm like, oh my God, can you just like not complain and I'll give it to you for free? I'll just like comp it because I, I know exactly. how to do that in the computer. Um, but then the manager fired me because he was like, you have like six tables a night and you have like 10 comps. 
That's not good. I got yeah. fired because I was really like you were the fucking worst. You were a, a, de- a deficit of the company. You found your true calling. I did. Yeah. I just I needed to focus on hair school, and so I just lived off of like four dollars of tips a day from like hair school haircuts. It was fine. Work. Like we made it. Yeah. So wait, go ahead. Wait. No. No. What were I was saying say? waiting tables is also because I'm not really a smile. I don't smile a lot, which doesn't mean I'm not happy. I just don't smile a lot, which is all the people are like. What's wrong with you? I'm like, well, nothing was wrong with me until you asked me that. Um, <laughs> so I did, so, but being a I learned to fake smile all the time. So I'd be like, oh my God, welcome to Ruby Tuesday. Have you tried the Ruby Relaxer? Thank you so much. <laughs> so when I leave the table, I was just walking back like, in fact, I do it a lot when I lip sync. I'll be performing to the audience. Like, this is the audience, and I'll be like, she's a super queen. Then I look off stage, I'm like... <laughs> okay. When did you know when you were a baby that you wanted to be a performer? Well, oh, um, I think it was probably... Well, I was really into MC Hammer when I was Ooh. a kid. I loved, loved, loved MC Hammer. And I also, please don't judge me, I used to watch WWF as a kid. Me too! Ravishing Randy McRude. I feel like that's when I knew that I was like a little bit gay because he would just be like... And I was like... (laughs) Work. For me, I was obsessed with uh, Mick Foley. uh, Ooh. Mankind, dude, love, Cactus Jack, nerding out. Uh Um, So I was obsessed with it. So I wanted to be a a wrestler, but then I was, I'm not really big enough. I'm like a tall guy. I'm a big guy, but if you ever see a professional wrestler in real life, they're the biggest people in the world. They're the biggest people you have ever seen, ever. Yeah, and there's like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be an announcer, and then I and then I got uh, the Lion King soundtrack, ah. and I would sing uh, "Can't Wait to Be King." Ah, all that the montage, time. that montage, and that movie blew my motherfucking mind. It's a brilliant movie. It's a wow. brilliant, brilliant, brilliant movie. And then I found out that I can't sing. Oh. Uh, so I learned to be funny. Ah. Uh. Is that when I realized that I had to be funny too? Yeah, because the, the, the realization that I couldn't sing and also was not going to Hogwarts ever was very hard to stomach for me as a child. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. But so you saw Lion King and that was the first time that you were like, oh my God, I think I need to be a baby performer? I feel like Lion King, which was 94, I was yes. born in 86, so I was eight years old. So I feel like eight years old and I was like, I'm gonna, I need to be a performer. It was first a singer, then it was a wrestling announcer, and then it was a, a actor, comedian, drag queen, and now I'm kind of just doing all that. Wow! Including the wrestling. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that story so much. That sounds kind of like me, mine, except for like Twister. Like the movie Twister really like threw in a meteorologist moment. I like thought I you really, meant the game. I thought no, you no, were no. like Red no. Foot Blue. I was like Helen Hunt, bitch. I was like, I need, we got an F5. There's an F5 and there's cows, bitch. Like ah. That's a good movie. Is that the one where the, yeah. We got cows. Was it the one they're trying to get that, that, that like thing Dorothy. in the center Yeah, Dorothy. The... Yeah, Dorothy. Yeah. Dorothy, and that guy fucking ripped off my technology. That guy from, like, our other team, remember? I feel like you guys didn't see that no, movie. I remember Twister. It was so good. I think so, my Twister, like, a movie I was obsessed with that just didn't really, like, make it well. I didn't age well. Like, it just, people don't remember what Speed. You remember Speed? Oh! 
Like, that movie aged very well. No, I it, think. But it didn't keep up. Like people talk about other movies, but like the 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 trying to keep a bus between like sixty and fifty Ooh, miles fuck. an hour. Shit, yes. And then all of a sudden there was no bridge. Like first uh, of all, oh, if you would have had if they would have had ways uh, back then. Oh on yeah, their yeah. Phone, she could have just gone around. Yeah, just gone around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but with ways that wouldn't have worked. That was so stressful. And then that fucking. Oh, speaking of Twister, this is really meta. In fact, I was just talking about this three days ago, which is weird. I should talk about more interesting things. Um, Maggie, remember in Twister, Aunt Maggie, where they go to? Same actress who did ignored the advice of those police officers and walked off that fucking bus in, in, in speed, speed. Caused that explosion. You know? Oh, yeah, because she, she was like, I'm getting off the bus. They were like, no! Yeah, like, no, Maggie, no, yeah. Aunt Maggie, no, you gotta make steak in Oklahoma! Oh, my God. Yeah, to this day, I always have to really talk to myself about movies and be like, no, he's okay. Like, yeah. she's okay. Like, that yeah. didn't really happen. Like, <sighs> yeah, Twister, not- bitch. I was so good. And Speed also, when he was like, yeah, but I'm tall. It's a great movie. Sorry I ruined it at the end for you. You know what I think is interesting? I think that that movie didn't age for you as well, or maybe just in general, because they kept coming back for sequels and triples and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Maybe if they would have let her lie after the first one. Yep. Like Forrest Gump. They never tried to, like, do that again. Well, some movies are, like, I also, I was connected to the movie that didn't make it to the next level. Like, everyone was really into Mean Girls, which is a great movie. Great movie. But I remember connecting first to Bring It On. Bring It oh. On. Them down, roll them around. Come, come on, see this fight. I gotta get it better. Knock, Knock them down, down, roll them around. Come on, defense work. I like, what was the beginning? Um, what, what the very I'm fine. I'm not no, we're popular sexy. to boot. We're cute. We're, we're popular, popular to boot. We're bitching. Great hair. The boys all love to stare. Who am I? Just guess. Guys want to touch my breasts. I'm rocking. I'm white. Yeah. You're like uh, 12. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, ah. Uh, he's like, can you talk about, I don't know, uh, Zach and Cody's sweet life? Because I'm so lost. But you. Oh, I don't know this. This is how I can tell I'm 30 because I don't know what that is. No, Zach and Cody Sweet Life is a show. We're a little older. We're a little, we're not, we're just a little too old for Zach and Cody Sweet Life. I loved Double Dare. Wow. Didn't you love Double Dare? Oh, was that, did you guys know that Cuba Gooding Jr.'s younger brother was a host on uh, Wild and Crazy, which came on? Which came on before Double Dare. I know. We're getting, we're getting, we're getting. No, bitch. I'm trying, I'm really trying to get right there with we you. We started I with feel like it. big, big movies and now we're in the most obscure corner of television. We're going to get to the point where there's only <laughs> one person cheering. Like, I remember that show. We got to bring it back. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to introduce our two guests. And the first one, and I'm going to, I'm going to bring them out, them out at, the, at the same time. But I want to explain them first. So the first one is Erin Gibson. And she is the creator of Gay of Thrones. She, I like to say that she's like the usher to my Justin Bieber. She is like, we, like, I, I met her in Los Angeles in 2000 and like, 10 or something and and we became fast friends and then we started doing her hair and then one day uh, one fateful December day in 2012 I was like she was like do you watch Game of Thrones and I was like that sash and this and that and she was like this and she was so contrapposto and la la and she was like 
you really need to do that like for funny or die and then then that's what happened and so she's been someone that's changed my life so much and she's she hosts an amazing podcast called throwing shade she's a powerhouse she's a powerhouse writer she's a powerhouse person like i just am obsessed with her and then our other guest is the host of the gorgeous show and nailed it on netflix Who also, who also has done Game of Thrones. That's where I first met her years ago when we were little teeny tiny babies. Oh my God, sortie, that means exit in French. Thank you so much for coming. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, um, Nicole, like, here you are, minding your own business. (laughs) Just sitting, you know. you, you, You have been doing some entertainment industry moments for a second. I've been working for years. She's been working, well, just for like a second, but I feel that you, this year, you, I, like, am I wrong to assume that you, like, kind of pulled, like, a Mariah Nagasu and, like, figured out how to, like, nail a triple axel this year? Well, I just lucked into nailed it. Very, it was, uh, they, like... Or did nailed it luck into you? Ooh! I mean, I think it's pretty mutual. Yeah. You know, um... I had no idea that people would like that show as much as they do. We're obsessed. It's insane. Children like me. Are there children here? You're not a child. (laughs) That's your 13. Almost a grown-up. 13? You're not a child. Um, I almost apologize for talking about pussies. Yeah. He got to learn. Right? If you need, like, if he need, if you need therapy, sweetie, or something from, like, what you've endured so far, like, I'm so sorry. Like, um... If this was Texas, everyone would have walked out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh my God. You know, I also, like, have no sense of, like, what's appropriate and not... Like, I feel like... Like, I feel like my eight-year-old niece, I'll talk to her like she's 27. Mm -hmm. And then, like, a 22-year-old, I'll talk to them like they're four. (laughs) Like, I don't... I don't get it. It's hard. I don't know what to say to children who are like, cake lady! I'm like, hello. Uh, (laughs) Please remain a fan. That's how I get paid. (laughs) That's literally what I said to a child the other day. (laughs) And her mother was like, what? And I was like, I don't know! (laughs) And then she wanted a picture, and I said, okay. So I bent down, and then she bent down. I was like, no, you dum-dum. I'm getting down there with you. <laughs> oh boy, kids. They call me cake lady. <laughs> Wait, they do for real? Yeah, in the hotel. This little girl was like, you're the cake lady. <laughs> and I was like, I am. Guilty. Guilty, yep. Nailed it. So <laughs> People love saying that to me. This man almost hit me with his car and he leaned out and went, almost nailed it. <laughs> You can't do that after you almost murder me. You're like, you know, timing, yes. Everything else, no. Yes. Like resounding no. Yes, resounding no, please. So I feel like, I can't remember when. It was like a while ago. I saw you do stand-up for the first time. Mm -hmm. You, she commands a room. She can't help it. It's not your fault. 
<laughs> that just is what it is. Is there like is there is it what like what's are you are you performing somewhere somewhere? What's going on? What's like what's it go, what's going up in the stand up situation? Is there what's popping? I have this a, also is like a not pre rehearsed question. So like I have no idea if there is anything <laughs> going on. Like maybe you're not doing it. Like I don't know. Like if I didn't be- no, it's popping. Um, I'm recording a Netflix special tomorrow. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, wait, tomorrow, today. Today is the day. Oh, my God. That would have been bad. Uh, <laughs> like, sorry, guys. Woo. Don't yeah, sure tonight, tonight. tonight at Club Set at 7.30 and 9. Can you guys go take your good energy there? And, like, yeah. is it already sold out? I have no idea. Well, go wait in line. Yes. Never, I don't know a better yes. way to spend your night. I'm just kidding. You have better ways to spend your night than sitting in a line, but I just really want you to support Nicole because I'm obsessed with her. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love that, girl. Your Thank Netflix you. special. And also, like, how meta is that? That, like, I read the thing about the, the nail. Oh, yeah, I can say that. The Christmas episodes of Nailed It are coming out. I can't say when. Okay, but they're coming out. Yes, but I mean, if you're intuitive, you understand when they're coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It is so bizarre what they allow, like allow me to say and not say. Like, there's something. Like, there was this thing that was like, so like we posted about it and it was like Christmas is coming, and I was like, yeah. So are the episodes. Like, yeah, but also it could be like an advent calendar thing when it's like, or that, like, or the, you know, maybe like you're gonna, maybe it's gonna be like the first, and then I'm gonna get like one every day. Maybe. Or once, maybe it's like once a week. There are only six episodes. <laughs> maybe there's like maybe there's more, and you're not and you're really not allowed to say. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what your life is or your truth is. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> you know, essentially, what you're trying to say here is, is that this is a little thing called like your career's popping, and it's not your fault that your career's popping. It's nice. It's very very nice. Uh, I did comedy in a basement for, like, eight years, and now shit's paying off. It's nice. Very nice. So, one thing that I noticed about both of my guests today is content creators, fierce women, comedians. You write stuff. You write stuff. You write stuff. You're writers. You can't help but you write stuff. I feel like you both have had so much success but if you just started following one of the two of you like you wouldn't know what you had to put in to get there and so you both have like worked really hard and you both have had to overcome like a culture of like that just like isn't geared for like women to succeed in the same way that it is for other people so anecdotally and interestingly like what are some gorgeous like I just want to be taken on some gorgeous like stories or something but they're like maybe they're funny maybe they're up maybe they're down maybe they're I don't know I think it's really important for women and when I got um, my first TV show that's no longer on the air it's fine Um, (laughs) when I got that I made sure that I hired uh, that we hired a lot of women, a lot of people, a lot of LGBTQ people, a lot of, uh, you know, we, I, we made it diverse because we knew that there were a lot of people that were going to get those opportunities elsewhere. And a lot of people on our staff were in their, on their first TV show ever because they had been trying, 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 and they just, you can't break in the door unless someone's bringing you up. So I think it's important when you have success to, to, to make sure that the boat rises for everyone. Ooh. 
I love that phrase, the boat rises for everyone. Yeah, don't kick people off the boat. This isn't t- the Titanic. <laughs> no. And also, like... Is that what they did? Remember the Titanic yes. where they hit an iceberg and then everyone kicked everyone off the boat? Yes, they were like, sorry, like, That's actually... What they did. Yes. Billy Zane, he hid, and then he snatched that child, and then he got on the boat and pushed another people. I remember the movie. <laughs> For me, the saddest part of that movie is when they were, like, looking for survivors, and they were, like, all in the water, all mm-hmm. frozen, and I was, like, I was like nine and thoroughly traumatized. Yes. Though they looked very realistic, they and looked- I was, like, them as dead people. It's not cute. You know what other movie holds up really well? What? And then we'll get back to, like, the question. Huh? Twister. <laughs> I've never seen a... I've never seen everyone's favorite movies. Like, I've never seen Star Wars. I've never seen Indiana Jones. I've never seen The Goonies. Don't compare Goonies? Twister. Oh, Don't I com- like No, this. no, no, never no, seen no, no, no. You're comparing, like, a five-time Emmy-winning actress, Helen Hunt, and, you know, and then Bill Paxton's performance in Twister to all those other classics. <laughs> <laughs> Twister's like, better than Star Wars is what you're saying? Hey, I call him like I see him. <laughs> Minus Carrie Fisher, because she's in Star Wars, right? Yes. So take Carrie Fisher, put her in Twister, and you've got the perfect movie. Oh, my God. Our guest this week is a stunning person, an incredibly um, hilarious comedian. You're a writer. You're a producer. You are someone who I think is a really quickly on their way to becoming a world-renowned sexual comedic icon. Stop it. Um, I like the addition of the word sexual. No one's ever done that before. Yeah, I had to throw it. Well, I, more. I've seen you with your top off. So Thank it's, you. Yeah. So welcome to the show. Moana is one. Yeah, Jonathan. I'm so glad you're doing this. So will you just like set the stage for where we are, when we are, like what are we doing? Yeah, so it's 2020. Uh, my name is Moan Rizwan. Uh, I have been doing stand-up comedy for nearly 10 years. No, 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 no. Like, literally, where are we? Oh, where are we? We're in Australia. Doing? Uh, we're doing the Road to Beijing tour. Which actually uh, doesn't go to... To Beijing. It's not, we're not actually going to be. Very important. You say that now in the show. Yeah, I, do, well, I, right? I, do, I have to clarify it. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, so we've done New Zealand, we've done the UK, we're in Australia. Um, I'm having the best time. I have never been on a tour that's so joyous and has so many thousands of people in a room who are, like, emit from, like, minute one ready to just conjure love. You, I, you know this, right? You know what kind of people you attract and the kind of energy you conjure up is magical. Ugh. Well, that's like the nicest thing you've ever said to me. So the question is like, who is, I basically want to just like profile you in a really gorgeous way. It's like, who are you? You know, you're such an incredible person. I do feel like you are just right. You're hitting your springboard about to like your chinko into like world domination. And so really it's like, you know, I think you've had like a really interesting kind of road here. Um, And I really just kind of want to hear about it. Yeah. um, Okay. So... Comma. Yeah, go on. Your job at you're you are a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Uh, but also a scriptwriter and also actor. Cause mama gotta pay them bills. And scriptwriting is hard. Oh my god, it's so hard. Because it's not like I'm a book. so lonely. 
it's not like a book. Like you have to write like exterior, like so and so's doing blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you do? Yeah, and then you got to just be in your room alone all day, imagining what these people might say to each other, and it drives you nuts. And then you leave after eleven hours of doing that on your laptop. You leave the house and you have an actual human interaction. And I am bugged out. Like I don't know how to speak to people because I've been in imaginary heads all day. Do you have like an example of this? Like where you go to order coffee and you just and you just say like something completely otherwise no like my housemates will come home from work and then I'll just be in I'll just be in script writing mode and I'll just be in like you know when you're analyzing people and their behavior and I'm like oh that's really interesting oh you that's how you chose to get get the milk out the fridge oh that's so that's so much about your character and your narrative arc you know what I mean and I need to just stop and like hug them and be like hi because it's like it's like (laughs) hello human like what a character choice like you went like to the like to the fridge that particular way yeah yeah exactly and you know like in script writing everything's a metaphor it's like uh oh you know this character bought mangoes for the first time and she's eating the mangoes in a way like that's saying something about where she is and how happy she is about her divorce you know what I mean? Where in, because if it, she was really sad about it, she'd be drinking herself silly like in the morning. Yeah, she wouldn't be buying those mangoes in the first place because mangoes Represent. are the fruit of freedom, baby. Oh. They're my life. Okay, well, you know what? Let's let's just kind of, I think we should transition here to, to mangoes because mangoes are part of what made me fall in love with your style. Sure. I was minding my own business in Canada, um, hosting my very first like special that I had ever done. And I knew that you were, that you were there and I had seen some of your things, but never IRL. And so you strut out on stage and you do at the end of your set, this beautiful music video about mangoes. Yeah. 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 I have a song about mangoes. It's about mangoes. Um, but you know, if you, if once you get to the third verse, maybe it's a bit something, it's about something more than mangoes. Maybe it's about the patriarchy and how men are so scared to buy any other body shower gel that doesn't say four men on it. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. But I don't, I don't tell people that, but you listen to it a few times and you get it. I have, well, I guess really only gotten to listen to it in real life that one time. Yeah. Which is rude of me anyway. It's fine, I'll perform it to you anytime you like. Jonathan. You are right. <laughs> Wait, and now I have one more thing that I, and then we'll start to go. You accidentally turned your mom into an actress. Yes, let's unpack this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, you know, because I, I used to put my mom in my videos, and she happened to be this amazingly charismatic, beautiful, talented person. And I was like, oh, that's funny. I never saw that side because you were so busy <laughs> paying the bills. But basically, my mum um, my got spotted. Uh, I got a call from a producer in India one day. Um, this is after I, you know, I got, uh, some of my videos went viral and I got a bit of an online audience. Um, and they were like, yeah, we're casting for a lead role in a primetime TV series. I was like, okay, tell me more. They're like, oh, no, 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 we don't want you. We want your mum. <laughs> so I asked my mum, I was like, mum, there's this thing. Do you want to audition for it? And she was like, yeah, why not? I'll give it a go. So we send off this tape. Don't think anything of it. Three months later, I get a call from the same producer. She's like, yeah, we want to cast your mum as the lead. Send her on the first plane to Mumbai. So my mum moves out to India. What year is this? This is like six, seven years ago now. She starts working as a Bollywood actress, ends up staying there for five years. She can't go to a supermarket in India or in a South Asian area in the UK without getting mobbed. Yeah. We got to get her on the gram. 
I know. And not that, because we already talked about that one with the, but we had to get a check mark, girl. I, you could retire next year, like off of your mom's endorsements on I Instagram. Know. And you could literally just like write your comedy when you feel like, when and if you feel like it. You know what though? She doesn't need any more encouragement. You could be she her sonager. the attention. You could be her sonager. Really? You think? Yeah, I want my mom to be my momager, but she doesn't want to do it. Momager. I love it. You could be a power broker sonager. I'll, I'll propose it to her. Well, she's actually moved back to the UK now and she's signed with my agent. <sighs> my mom's the dream, man. She's, she's incredible. So if you had to name your comedy style in like one sentence. One sentence, okay. It can be a run-on. Slut dropping realness. Surreal, silly, but with heart. That sounds nice. Love that. That's the best I can do. That's great. Is so, it, was the beginning slut dropping? Yeah, slut dropping realness. Oh, I love I that. I slut drop a lot in my... I think that's my life mission. Also, my life mission is to change the name from slut drop to sex positive descent. The name is so judgy. We need to I think if it. you keep showing your taint on stage, it's going to happen. Okay. Yeah, you just have to like keep showing your taint to everybody. Sure. I'm just kidding. I'll do it. But I... Think that that could make everyone happier. Yeah. Then, last question is, I just like to say taint. I always have. <laughs> My last question is, uh, in this part of the podcast, like, what do we miss? What do you want to talk about? It's Yogi Recess. Like, you really wanted to do, like, Revolve Trikonasana, but I didn't see that coming because everyone hates doing Revolve Trikonasana, so I skipped it. I just I don't even triangle. know what that is. It's like, I just did triangle pose in today's yoga class, but, like, you wanted to do Revolve Triangle, so uh... now you can go do that for, like, a minute and a half. <gasps> Uh, the best bit I love doing at the end of a yoga class. Not literally that. Honey. I like, know. No. I know, but I like to tell you anyway. Okay. I, you know, when you just, when you sit still and do nothing. Shavasana. I love Shavasana. Yeah, Shavasana. I wish the whole class could just be the Shavasana. Yeah. So, but what's like the last minute of things that we missed? Did, is, did like, because, you know, someone told me the other day on the podcast, that I non-binary explain a lot. Like I talk over people. So did I like interrupt you on something? Do you need to get a whole thought out? Like, oh. I'm sure I did. What do you want to talk? Is there anything no, else you talk about? No, I thought you let me talk way too much. Really? <laughs> I was like, when is, when is he going to interrupt me? <laughs> this is a tangent and a half. And it would no none of it was that tangent. It was all very, really good. Okay, good. So I think I got it all out. This has been like therapy. Thank you. You're so welcome. You have a lot of rows of eyelashes. Yeah, I know. I know. I love them. Ah, I, I sometimes I just I I thank the universe for my eyebrows and my eyelashes. Yeah, they really gave the you a gift, good go. Yeah, gift from my ancestors. Well, thank you, Mama. And well, thank you, Moan. Yeah, Jonathan, this has been so fun. And now we're going to go do a show. Now we're going to go do a show in Australia and literally Brisbane. Uh, Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Getting Curious Live with me, Jonathan Van Ness. You'll find links to our guest's work in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on and behind the scenes photos and videos on Instagram and Twitter at Curious with JVN. Our theme music is Freak by Quinn. Thank you so much, Quinn, for letting us use your stunning work. If you enjoyed our show, introduce a friend, honey, and show them how to subscribe. You can listen to all of our live episodes in full for free wherever you listen to the show. We'll be back with all new episodes of Getting Curious next week. Our socials are run and curated by Emily Bosick and our editor is Andrew Carson. Getting Curious is produced by me, Erica Ghetto, and Emily Bosick.